Welcome into episode 129 of the Natural Hattrick Podcast alongside Craig Morgan. The Natty Hattie. And Jamie Eisner. I'm Luke Lipinski. Still waiting for Jamie Eisner's catchphrase. It hasn't emerged in the first 129 episodes, but it's coming. I can, no, I, 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 so. I got to come up with one. I'll, I'm taking suggestions. T- take your time. <laughs> We're only 129 episodes in. Yeah, by episode 200, I'll have it down. Oh, I'm wow. Sure. Is that a promise? Yes. If I don't have it down by episode 200, I'll quit the show. Okay, high stakes. Setting a Mikkel Bodker-like pace here for your development. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go ahead and transition and just make this episode 200 right now. Jamie, do you have a catchphrase? What a shame. Okay, so Jamie's off the show. Um, oh. I want to start, actually, with something Craig brought up in the pre-show meeting. Which thing? Well, just just one of the things. Okay. He brought up a lot of others. Hopefully not that. The treasure no, trove no. of gold that is our pre-show meeting. Yeah, it was. And uh, meetings in air quotes. And, and treasure trove is a lie. Blackhawks, Penguins, both in line to miss the playoffs right now. Um, they've won six of the last nine cups combined, so obviously they, they get the benefit of the doubt that they'll turn it around here at some point in the next three and a half months. But uh, Chicago doesn't look good, and Pittsburgh doesn't score five on five, which is typically where these games are played. So Typically. For oh. most of the postseason we play, too. For the most part, yeah. We haven't gone to three on three postseasons, so... I don't know. Craig, what's your concern level with uh, either of those teams? Well, I don't really concern myself with the Pittsburgh Penguins, Luke. But well, way to broaden your horizons. My concern level with the Chicago Blackhawks is uh, off the charts. They're not going to make the playoffs. I'm predicting they will not make the playoffs. The good part about this, though, is that when Pittsburgh and Chicago and Edmonton all miss the playoffs, they'll all jump the Coyotes in the NHL draft lottery and pick one, two, three. Yeah, which one picks first? Because they're all Pittsburgh very Chicago. Which, well, there's not really any amazing players in the draft this year. So Edmonton will – actually, this is typically when Edmonton does get the first pick, with the exception of that McDavid year. Is my mic the loudest thing in the world? I can hear what I'm thinking before I say it. I don't know. I, I, it sounds a little loud. Usually I'm the loudest one. I okay. see Chris adjusting. Should, should I, should I just move yeah. my mic away a little bit? That might work. Right. Le- leftovers over there, making sure the levels are good. Oh, uh, yes, leftovers. Are we still doing the bingo card today? Yes, we are. Leftovers gave us the thumbs up. He gives us a thumbs up. Again, great for audio. I know he doesn't have a mic yet. But well, you called him leftovers. You're lucky that's the finger he put up. So how many How many do we need for a bingo card? Apparently, we, need, we can get a bingo with one more. Okay, so one more from bingo. And how many do we need to fill out the card? He's, you're making him do math now. Oh, it's okay. going to be a problem. He's just counting. He's a journalism major, 13. not a math major. 13. Lucky for those of you who don't know, I'm the only one who could actually see Chris during the broadcast. So, you know, while... The misfortune. Maybe he's kind to Jamie and Luke when their backs are turned. Well, that's not. Well, he's no, not he's, actually when no. their backs are turned. Well, I see all of his gestures. Kind is not a word Chris and I are ever. The kindness is not an emotion we've expressed toward each other at any point. We all sit back to back during the show, so we don't have to see each other while we talk to each other. But I think that it's safe to say the the most hate in this room comes from the rivalry between Jamie and Chris. Correct? Yeah, that's, it has to be just me and everybody. Me against the world. Yeah, I didn't want to point that out. I figured it would just kind of become See, an normally, normally I would think that would be a me problem, you know, if everybody else hates me, but I'm delusional, so it must be everybody else's fault. Mm. Yeah, stick with that. That's, uh, that's a good path to go down. Uh, no, the Penguins literally 50 goals, 5-on-5 five five in 37 games, which is a horrible ratio. That's awful. It's the worst in the NHL, and they've played more games than a lot of the teams. It's the worst goal total, not even goals per game. It's obviously worst goals per game as well. And Chicago doesn't play defense, so... Other than that, though, I mean, I'm worried about both teams. Are you really? Yeah. Well, it, we've talked about how good the East is. we talked about how good the Metro is in particular. And I, Pittsburgh's path to the postseason is going to be very difficult for them. That's the only reason I'm, I'm legitimately worried about Pittsburgh is 
you're not you're like another loss away from being last in that division. Everybody wins every game. I mean, Pittsburgh's technically above hockey 500. Well, yeah, so they're not terrible, but they're not. Well, Columbus did just lose two players for four to six weeks, and they're kind of important players, so that might help. I just I, I go back to what we talked about last week. I think this is a cup hangover. I think the Penguins are exhausted. I think at some point after the break, the All Star break, that is, they'll find their legs. They'll find a way to get into the postseason. You have to have faith in that veteran core. It doesn't even really feel like they're playing that bad of hockey. But, yeah, I mean, they're definitely outside the playoffs right now. They're seventh in the division. Carolina's doing that thing where they start winning later in the season. So, And they're doing it a little bit earlier this year. Is it possible Carolina can sneak into the playoffs? No. Okay. How many teams? We know the Metro is going to get five teams. Wait, but before we move completely on from the Penguins, uh, they play... Uh, at the Islanders on January fifth, and then against the Boston, against Boston on the seventh. Uh, what not, phant- not the Boston? The Boston. Okay. What phantom injury is Crosby going to sustain against the Islanders so he doesn't play against the Bruins or the All Star game? <sighs> Wait, what are we going to go with? Upper body, lower body? Yeah, I mean, there's really only two options okay. in the NHL. Oh, oh, oh! Did not expect the phantom Crosby injury to ring on the bingo card. What is okay. it? Or do we wait at the end? I haven't hit a. Yeah, I don't remember. Bell I, we lot. haven't. Hit, we don't hit many of these. So was, was that bingo rules. though? It okay, it wasn't not. bingo. We did not get multiple bells. I don't even know what this was for. Probably just it could have been, upper, could have been upper or lower body injury. Too, I, which, I mean, usually I make fun of upper or lower. Ah, upper or lower body It's not me okay. making fun of the Penguins no. medical staff for missing their best player and having a broken neck. But he's fine now. Okay, but he's fine. Yeah, he's fine now. So, again, so upper. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. This is, this is interesting. What are the other ones that Jamie usually hits? He usually goes off on Calgary for playing uh, Sam Bennett. For a couple games and burning a year's yes, contract. Two, yeah, two years burning a year was the LC. Uh, what were the other ones? For a series, I believe they got. Did they get swept in that series? They did lose five the series. They played the minimum games. For those you board. pointed out the other day, it might be better off now that they've burnt that year of Sam Bennett's yeah, contract. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the injury will be, but the Penguins can't really afford Crosby to not play because they need points. Um, the rest of the Metro, if if you if you look at it right now. Every team is above hockey 500. The only team that's even really that close to being below regular 500, or I guess they are, is Philadelphia and Carolina. Um, which three teams missed the playoffs from this division? Because I, I hear what you're saying, Craig, even though you haven't said anything in like 12 minutes, that Columbus just suffered two injuries, but they're not missing the playoffs. I, I think Carolina, Philadelphia are the Jamie's speaking two. for me today. Yeah, I'm not Craig, but Craig didn't jump in. <laughs> Craig's so response was I had to, to be, look at me. I had to be assertive. Craig didn't jump in. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it for the Penguins, although I, I am I am definitely worried about them. How, what do you attribute not scoring 5-on-5 five five to? And don't give me one of your snarky Jamie answers where, well, they don't put the puck in the net when it's 5-on-5. Five five. You know what? I've already replaced you with just a different voice than I do myself. How do you go from being a two-time defending Stanley Cup champ, losing a couple pieces, but not anything that really should impact you 5-on-5? Five five? Like, Nick Bonino hurts. Matt Cullen hurts when you start to get into, like, face-offs and the penalty kill, and, and nuances of the game. But it shouldn't prevent you from scoring five on five. I guess maybe fatigue and a poor shooting percentage. It should bounce back. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, those yeah, are the, the shooting percentage will think. come back. Yeah. Tired legs, tired minds. I, again, I, I think I've already said what I feel about this. But if you're asking me who I think could miss, I still think the Rangers could miss. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't think Carolina's a playoff team. I don't think Philadelphia's a playoff team. And we'll see about Columbus. You're, you're right that... They are more of they're more of a team focus than most teams. They're not as reliant on stars, so they may be able to withstand. Those those are two significant pieces, and that's a good chunk of time. Are we going to say those significant pieces? We names, can at or some we point. Make I mean, people... we just, 
Just Let, guess. It listen, could be our poll question of the day. <laughs> listen for another 47 minutes and we will reveal. Uh, is it Cam Atkinson and Alex Wenberg? Yes. They're both out four to six weeks. Both out four to six but weeks. But not with the same injury. No, yet. Wenberg's is a back, which is... Ooh, that's not good. No, never good. And Cam Atkinson has a broken foot. Also not good. Not to uh, yeah, no. diminish either Broken bones usually are not good. I'm trying to pull up shooting percentage around the league, and I can't. Because yeah, because you're on NHL.com. Yeah, that was your first right. mistake. I'm sorry. That, that, that was. That's my fault. Um, so that's you look at the Metro, and you say New Jersey and the Islanders are both making it. Is what I'm hearing from Craig Morgan because you rattled off like five teams that could miss and you didn't say either of their names. Well, I, I think the Islanders could miss too. I, I, I'm not fully sold on that team either, but I think New Jersey's going to make it this year. I, I like what I've seen from that team, and they they seem to have recovered from that sort of mini slump that they went through. I, I think there are enough pieces there now. I, I like the way they are playing the game. Yeah, I'm increasingly more confident in the Devils. Again, Islanders, we'll see, but. I mean, if, if Pittsburgh's getting in, they're getting in, in in one of the wild card spots, and they'll be able to, to lose to Tampa Bay or something. Well, yeah, or upset someone in the first round if they don't get Tampa Bay, because Tampa Bay's winning the cup. Yeah, I think the only way you get to Tampa Bay is if Pittsburgh somehow got in. What's the path to Tampa Bay not winning? Is if Pittsburgh? Well, Pitt, Pittsburgh would be the last wild card team, and they could play Pittsburgh around one. And and Pittsburgh gets hot to like get the last wild card spot, so Tampa Bay gets Pittsburgh when they're sort of at their peak. And it's not too deep in the playoffs because it's round one, so they're not all beat up yet. That's no, not that, the only way. Here's how it's going to play out. The Capitals are going to win the Metro, and then Pittsburgh will play the Capitals in the first round and eliminate them. This is also very possible. The funny thing is, it's, yeah, it's very possible. <laughs> I want to laugh. Oh, would would any true. of us, even with the team we're looking at now, pick the Capitals to beat the Penguins in the postseason? No, I would not. Okay. You can't. Not after you, Game 7 last you can't, year. You can't talk yourself into it. Game 7 last year. Shut out at home? What's that, wrong with that? After winning games five and six, like you figured, okay, this is how you break a, a, a pattern like that. Like nope. Remember when the Red Sox won the World Series and they came back from 3 nothing against the Yankees? Jamie, do you remember that? Um, that's I, I, I hate you a typically, bit. or like when the Cubs won the World Series last two years ago now, I guess, where they had to come back from weight. Like it's usually something very dramatic. So you figure the Capitals down 3-1 to the Penguins. Everybody said they were done. They win two in a row. They go home and then they don't score a single goal. It's, yeah, I mean, you hate always having a team that wins a lot of games. You know, has a lot of points and then just like, gets bounced out year after year after year. Usually they make it to the second round, though. Yeah. True. So maybe maybe getting Pittsburgh in the first round is what they need. Yeah, shake things up a little bit. Uh, more excited about the World Juniors or the Olympics? World Juniors. World Juniors. Yeah. Do you guys follow the World Juniors? I feel like last year you made fun of me for being into well, it. Actually, I'm, I'm recording, so... Don't tell me anything. We're all recording. We can't talk right? about it on the show. No, we can't talk about it. What, I, what I, are you recording? I watched three of the four games yesterday. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Wow. I watched everything, but because one of them wasn't on TV. Well, you just find a way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could have found a way, but it just didn't, didn't bother me. It was like, what, who, what was, Chris, what was the game that wasn't on? Sweden. Was it Sweden and... Belarus. Yeah, that's why. It was all Belarus. Why would you not? With all due respect to Sweden. The, the lovely people in Belarus. I'm sure it's a lovely country. Our, our listening audience in Where's Belarus Chernobyl? just diminished. Mm. Not Belarus, is it? Mm. Now i got to look that up, too, uh, and I still haven't found shooting I'm a, I'm, percentage. I'm a, I'm a journalism major. I don't know the answer to this I'm, question. I'm five topics behind. Is any of this on the bingo card? No? I, I doubt Chernobyl is. All right, well, okay. I don't know how big the card is. Well, I would have I watched World Juniors yesterday, except I had to go to the Cactus Bowl for some outlet. How do you always end it. up with the Cactus Bowl? I don't know, actually. Yeah. For somebody that doesn't well, like... Well, at least you got to see Josh Rosen play. Yeah. I got to see him warm up. That was exciting. There you go. Got to see him play his I'm not playing for Cleveland card. Um, anybody specific you're him. watching? No, he's a genius, as it turns out. 
Anybody specific you're watching at the World Juniors? I just want our producer to yell from across the room. There's one player he will not shut up about. Oh. Timothy Lilligren. Are you a Leafs fan? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he talked to... No, no, no. A little, a, little, a little bit of inside baseball here. He was convinced that that was the player the Coyote should have taken, uh, and Chris did his daily radio show uh, on the NBC affiliate out here and just fell in love with that player. So now he, he's attached. He's following him. He might, I have to find a jersey for him. A Lilligren jersey? Yeah, I need Boy, one. That's, that's the Should name I give you a Team Sweden one or like a Maple Leafs one? I think the Team Sweden one looks better. Where He was drafted in 2016, wasn't he? No, it was... Or was it 17? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it was, it was okay. the last one. All right, well... I can't pull up. I can't pull up anything on this. Yeah, you're bad at Google. Eventually, I will get the NHL shooting percentage about you, an hour after the show. You will show figure out how to use the Google machine soon enough, Luke. All right. Well, Craig's not talking. It's making me nervous. We got to watch the him. number one overall pick in this tournament. Yes, Ross Mistalin. Yeah, he he might be a guy worth paying attention to, especially where where we live and where the Coyotes sit in the standings right now. Yeah, why why would we watch the number one pick? Isn't that's that? true. They're not getting the number. What? Let me last Arizona team that got the number one pick. So he's going to play for the Blackhawks and help. Their blue line. Yeah, somehow. Okay. No, Pittsburgh will get him because they, they don't need the help on the Because they're trading Chris Letang? Yeah, sure. Why not? Every every rumor out there is just brilliant. I can't pull up the draft results. I'm leaving. I can't work like this. How do I keep ending up on NHL.com? Because you're bad at looking up things. And just bad. This laptop general. is... Well, I, right, what do you need to know, Luke? I'll, I'll, I'll figure I, Where was Lilligren taken? I know okay. he, was, he was kind of a steal, actually, for Toronto. Where That's they the got sound him. of Jamie typing. It yes. was... If I recall, it's a sound of research. And Lilligren hasn't been—I mean, he hasn't played yet—but it was similar to when the Coyotes got Chikrin the year before. Seventeenth overall, so yeah, one spot lower I than Chikrin. I was going to say. By 17. the way, I found that in like three seconds. Yeah, for some reason, I'm stuck on NHL.com. Is there any better websites? Uh, all of them. I'm going to refrain <laughs> from commenting. Okay. Well, one of you talk so I can type. Okay, I'll just talk. Are we staying? Are we staying on the World Juniors here? Yeah, I'd are we like obsessed to. with this for some reason? I, I would like to pay attention. Meanwhile, to this for my a my interest level in the World Juniors is higher than the Olympics. That's not necessarily saying something. Yeah, it really isn't. Have you guys ever done improv? Because you would both be terrible at it. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to look up the answers to the questions that you can't figure. No, out. No, I found them. I'm just trying to figure out who who was taken over Lilligren. It's yeah, it's too early. It's not like the Coyotes could have taken Lilligren, right? Because they didn't have a pick before that. So take that, Chris. Who's not paying attention anymore? <laughs> doesn't have a mic either. It's, it doesn't even seem. This fair. show is completely off the rails yeah. already. Episode one twenty nine might be the final episode of the Natural Hattrick podcast. <laughs> it's post holiday, so we have an excuse. That's what we're going to blame this on. Yes, I think so. Um, other players: Klim Kostin, St. Louis, getting another Russian-born player, probably later than they should have. Thirty-first overall in this uh, past summer's draft. That's somebody to keep an eye on. Miro Heiskanen, who Dallas. Remember Dallas had the third pick in the draft this year? I do. Yeah. Carter Hart, I would assume, is the eventual starter in Philadelphia, correct? I would imagine that's why they drafted him. Yeah. They, they kind of need goaltending there, same as it ever was. Whatever happened to uh, Anthony Stollers? I mean, he exists. Okay. That's about <laughs> as much as I can say. Your scouting Some report deep analysis here, post-holiday. Casey Middlestad, another player to watch, yeah. of course. Buffalo praying that he pans out. for Bellows. Another center for the Sabres. So he'll probably be fantastic and they won't win any more games because of it. Yeah, there's some weird storylines in 
Well, Edmonton's actually played a little better lately. They're they're within striking distance of the playoffs again. Buffalo Kyler, is not going to make the playoffs. Kyler uh, Yamamoto too for yeah. the U.S. He just wanted pretty, to say that, didn't you? I, yeah. I did, and he's pretty exciting to watch too. And he's an Oilers prospect, so this will probably be the peak of his career. So you mentioned the Oilers; they um, they've won ten of their last fifteen, mm-hmm. and I would probably venture to say they will make the playoffs. They're not anywhere near a spot right now, but. No, actually, they're not that far. They're three points, four points, six points. All right, math is fun. They're six points behind San Jose for the third spot. And in four the points behind Anaheim for wild card. Yeah. So, so you were correct twice. I was, and yeah. only wrong once. So, actually, I was going to say three points behind Calgary in uh, first place for Alberta competition. They're they're going to make the playoffs, right? I don't know. I mean, still not convinced. I mean, somebody's got to drop out. I mean, San Jose. I thoroughly just that team bores me. Just thoroughly unimpressed by the Sharks right now. Dallas. They're winning. Is, uh, yeah, they're winning. Dallas is up and down, but they're winning now, and they win at home. I still think Anaheim's going to get healthy, and they're in a playoff spot now because of games played. But How did Dallas get to the point? They're at 43 points. They're fourth in the uh, the Central. They're currently in a playoff spot. That whole piece, Jamie knows the piece I wrote. Craig probably doesn't read my stuff. But, uh, for, Craig doesn't right? know who you are. <laughs> That's fair. I actually want to keep it that way. Uh, I was writing something on the five most disappointing teams in the NHL with the thought that I, Dallas would be one or two. They didn't even make the list. Well, They're in the playoffs. That spot. story posted three minutes ago. Yeah, come on, Craig. Thirteen minutes ago. So I don't believe that he he's read that. Do you, you want to talk about that? All around clunky transitions. <laughs> <laughs> Can right. I help you over there? Uh, okay. Well, what would you guys say are the most disappointing teams? I have my list. Everybody can read it now on FanRag Hockey. You know what? You know what never it's happens lately with Luke because Luke can't. We never get his product, right. We we never get any mention of these things in the in the pre-show meetings. What Luke wants to talk about yeah. today, he just drops them off. You know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to add some content to the show because Craig sent out a pre-show list and it was like, here's my wish list for the Blackhawks for next Christmas, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> and there was like a note about somebody's power play or something, so. Give me, give me your most disappointing teams. Because I, when I started doing the research, it was, uh, I don't know, sometimes research opens some doors. I, my initial thought when I was going to write it was Edmonton and Dallas were going to headline. You know what helps when you bring your computer <laughs> hey, to a show? Yeah. You know what doesn't help is waking up at 3.30 in the morning. Most disappointing teams on my, I have to give five? Just give me a few. I'll give you Buffalo. It has to be a disappointing okay. team because they should have made progress by now. I'm not including Ottawa on this list because we... We kind of thought that they would take a dive. Ottawa was my number one. They well, shouldn't be, they, they shouldn't be this bad. I expect them to be 500. Do you realize Ottawa has the third worst record in the NHL? I do. But I didn't think Ottawa was very good last year. I didn't think they were this bad. That's a ridiculous Probably not this off. bad, but, you know, maybe, maybe without, six yeah. points behind where they should be. Yeah. Disappointing teams? Hmm. I mean, Arizona for me, they shouldn't yeah. be this bad. It is. No, nobody I, should I, I be I did not this expect bad. them to be in the playoffs, but this... I did not expect either. Edmonton? Edmonton, definitely. But, I mean, we knew they were going to have their issues. Everybody else is kind of like... Yeah. I wasn't... I was. I mean, Pittsburgh's been disappointing, but I'm not giving up on them yet. Everybody else... I mean, we talked about Montreal's flaws. We you talked about Buffalo's flaws. We talked about Ottawa's flaws. We even talked about Edmonton's flaws. You literally... Have you... You've seen the list, I... Uh, yes. I, okay. Because you ran through all of them. Yeah. And, well, here's Edmonton, Ottawa... Montreal, Buffalo slash Arizona. So you have 16, 17, and then Pittsburgh. You cheated. I did. You said five. How how can we have 
trust with our readers. When I put five most disappointing NHL teams, and there are seven teams in your article, it, I, I, I would think it's a bonus. Math is hard for Luke. It's okay, but look, is it better that I give you seven? Did or you combine you Buffalo three? and Arizona? You, Did you put somehow combine a them? Quarter of the league on here. Is there a forward slash between those teams? Is that is that how yes, you did that? Was it backslash or forward slash? This makes all the difference. Uh, forward slash. I just I lumped them together in the sense that they both should. We didn't expect them to make the playoffs, and there's a lot of reasons why they probably shouldn't make the playoffs this year with where they are in their development, but they should be better than this. Here's the thing. Luke made the same joke in written form as he did in audio form on the scoring on 5v5 in the story. Well, that wasn't really a joke. That was more just my inner pain crying out into the microphone. That you know the way the most games are played. Yes. And Nash is the... Multimedia is, is the way to go, Jamie. If you want, I can do a video after this and mention that games are mostly played 5 on 5 as well. Uh, I put Chicago in there too because yeah, you put you put a quarter of the league on here, yes, <laughs> slightly less because they keep expanding. Even if, they, even if they didn't, teams. even if they didn't, it would still be slightly less than a quarter. With, but yes, with teams like Montreal and Montreal. Ottawa and Chicago, this is kind of what I expected from them. So I, I, huh. I don't call them disappointments because I kind of expected this. Like like you said, Ottawa probably should have a few more points, but by and large, I didn't think they were a playoff team this year. What I found writing it was that Edmonton has gotten back into things. Uh, every team in the NHL, it seems, is over 500, so it's hard to look and be like... Because nobody loses. They really don't. All the losses are in Arizona and Buffalo. That's where all the losses happen. Regulation losses. Yes. Because Montreal and Edmonton have been disappointing, but they're not that far out of playoff spots. Montreal's not going to make it, but, but Edmonton could. Like, Chicago and Pittsburgh are probably still going to make the playoffs. Ottawa's going to miss. That was the, the eye-opener for me. I knew Ottawa was on a terrible run. Matt Duchesne has been horrible since they got him. What is he had two goals in 20 games. They've won five of those 20 games. They're a complete mess at this point. But I didn't think they had the third-worst record in hockey. And they do. Mm. I'm just looking at all the loser points in the East. Carolina, seven. Philadelphia, eight. Detroit, seven. Ottawa, eight. Buffalo, seven. I hate loser points. It basically... There's nobody with more... Uh, Anaheim's the only one with more than five in the West. It forces you... Oh, Winnipeg's, in, in today's NHL, you have to get loser points. Like, in the Metro Division, you have to get loser points or you're going to miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Or you just have to win every game. I mean, An- Anaheim's 16-21 and 21 and in a playoff spot in the West. Yeah. 16-21, and 21, you're, you're counting losses as losses? Yeah, the crazy idea. It's not all losses are created equal. I know. By the way, not to bring this argument up again, but I'm going to anyway. Oh boy. I'm in favor of just a 2 nothing format in the regular season. You win or you don't. I, don't, I like that more than the three-point format or this. Well, why won't they go to the three-two-one-zero format? Just because of history? Because math is hard. Because the NHL has been pretty progressive in terms of if they don't like a rule, they just change it. And they don't necessarily sit there and think, well, if we take out the, the red line or we take out the two-line pass, that's going right. to change scoring and this and that, yeah. and face-offs in the offensive zone on power it, plays. To me, that changing on-ice stuff to, to increase scoring or decrease scoring, or whatever, well, no one's decreasing scoring anymore, has a more profound effect on the history of the game yeah. than team point totals. I agree. I don't yeah. identify with team point totals. Well, just find a better way of doing it. Recognize the flaw in it. But I don't think they care. You know, I, I think a lot of coaches like it because they can – Sit out there and talk to media and say we're we're a five hundred team when, yeah. when they're not, because of that OT column, which it's 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 an OT column. It doesn't even say OTL, right? Yeah. Or shootout losses. If we wanted to add yet another category, it doesn't even acknowledge it as a loss, and it's a loss. So I wish they would change that. And and the and the NHL has been progressive in many other ways. I mean, they put a flaming tail on a puck on television. <laughs> That's true. So never gonna let that. We one need go. Sean Avery to come out and like do something to 
that some, something with loser points, so they'll change the rule like instantly. Yeah, that's true. Sean Avery could spark change very quickly, whether uh, whether he's trying to or not. I would think that the the teams at the very top, and it would have to be teams that are consistently at the very top. But I would think those teams would be sick of of the loser point. Although, I mean, so many teams make the playoffs in the NHL that the really the really good teams they tend to get in. We we don't sit there thinking, wow, a very good team is missing this year. Yeah, it doesn't but, happen often. But they're they're really when you look closely at the standings, especially at this time of year when you're trying to sort of identify which teams have separated themselves from the others. Everybody's still bunched up or well, almost I, halfway through. Well, I think the league yeah. probably likes that. That's the second wild card in baseball. Nobody's actually out of it because nobody loses. Right? Yeah. The West is insane right now. Uh, rookie scoring race. We want to go into this a little bit. Brock Besser is on fire. 20 goals now. I mean, Brock Besser's among the NHL goal scoring leaders at this point. He's the rookie of the year right now, isn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matthew Barzal has been he's fantastic. Yeah, he's, but, he'd be number two. Yep. Barzal, Clayton Geller has fallen to number three. Barzal leads in, uh, yeah. in total points with 35, but I, I think we had this debate last year with Connor McDavid and a number of other players that were up ahead of him in goals. I think if it's close in points, you defer to the guy who has goals as a general rule. Yeah. And I mean, again, I'm not sure I wouldn't put Sergachev over Keller right now. Yeah. Sergachev's been outstanding. Yeah, you might. Uh, Clayton Keller's really fallen off. Actually, he's on a point streak now. He's, he's, he's played better of late, but he's definitely fallen off from the pace he set over the first quarter of the season. Uh, interesting note on Brock Besser. He, he reached the 20-goal mark faster than any Canucks rookie, and they, they've had some good players in Vancouver. Pavel Bure was the last one to, was the fastest to do it previously. He got there in 49 games. Brock Besser did it in just his 34th NHL Jeez. game. That's crazy. When you start when you when you evoke Pavel Bure's name mm-hmm. and you talk about somebody shattering one of his records, yeah. especially in this day and age when scoring is up this year from last year, but it's not up from 1991 no. or whenever Bure was a rookie. Uh, actually, exactly when he was. Yeah. Well done. I don't know why I doubted myself. God, I admire you. Thank you, Craig. That's that's all I wanted from this podcast. What's the Penguins team shooting percentage? I'll get there. Okay. Okay. Somebody's trying to host a show over here. I got my Matthew Barzal stats. And that's all I ever wanted. What happened to Debrinket? Has he slowed down, or was that just? I mean, he's not having a bad season, but no, I well, feel like he was like up the Blackhawks. Yes, he has slowed down. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, what do I say? I feel like we should. You give, want me to speak my inner pain into the microphone? Yes, now? I think yeah. we should give you thirty seconds to look. It's the holiday season, Craig. If Jamie and I could give you a gift, which I guess we could have, but we didn't get you one. What if, would it be? If we could give the Blackhawks a gift for you. You have 30 seconds to ask for your... Give us your, your Blackhawks wish list. Which player would I want back when it's all said and done? I think I'd still take Dustin Bufflin. Yeah? Yeah, that'd be my wish list. That's and he, it? You and and he'd thing? be a forward. So you'd still I mean, need Are we expanding this? to Can I get multiple gifts? You've got 30 seconds. Ask for okay, all you want. Okay, I want Artemi Panarin You're back too, and I don't want to cover the Cactus Bowl next year, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you covering in the Fiesta Bowl, or are you still not telling us? Uh, I've, I've released that information, oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows except me? Yes. Yeah. All right, well, I guess I'll know by the result. On a Small fee after the show, you can find out, too. Oh, okay. Fair Think enough. of it as an investment. Call the Craig Morgan hotline, 99 early retirement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my show sheet has been eliminated, so if you guys... Austin Matthews, back in time to play Arizona. What a shock. Although he's been back for a couple games now, for yes. a couple days. Yeah, so that narrative doesn't make sense. Well, to Next. be fair, I didn't write it. Oh, did... <laughs> and it wasn't Jamie 
and it wasn't wow. leftovers. Okay. So, no, Austin Matthews is back. I mean, that that in itself is. <laughs> He's so offended. Look at him over there. Is worth. He's so offended. Why did you? It's not that cold here. Why do you have your hood up? Yeah. He's trying not to hear us. He's got the ho- the hood and the headset on. It's a very interesting look. That's probably going to take off. I love how he's just angrily gr- making sure the X's on our bingo chart are like really dark. We still don't have bingo. Huh? We still don't have bingo. Austin Matthews was close. Austin Matthews coming back to Arizona. Austin Matthews was is from Arizona, by the way, from Scottsdale. Oh, Did, you know Did you know I, that? I, you know what? I have Austin not heard Matthews of that. Is from Scottsdale. I have not heard that. Before. Now we're all just talking to Chris to try and get. I wonder if anybody thought that like card. around draft year, if like what happens if the Coyotes were able to draft him. Hmm. I wonder if anybody thought about it. Was there a think piece written about that or anything? Um, I, I may have found it in like on the darker areas of the internet. Like you have to really dig to find anything. And uh, it was briefly mentioned. What website would it. that be? Give me one example of the, the quote unquote darker areas of the internet. Uh, NHL.com when you try and find their stats. Fair. <laughs> I was trying to find shooting percentage and I just went to some random websites. Uh, okay, so Austin Matthews is back. So did you guys just give me a gag sheet basically so when I would bring up ideas that weren't mine, you guys would just shoot me down? Yeah, I never put this on the sheet. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I'm going to forward this to all of our listeners. I'm going to, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a picture of it and put it up on the Twitter uh, page. Okay. What was our poll last week? Did you do one? Yeah, I did, but I... Do you know what it was so we can if you evaluate guys, it? If you guys talk, I can pull it up. Austin Matthews still leads the Maple Leafs, by the way, in, in points. He's After being out player. all that time, he is their best player. Yes. What a difference a number one center makes on a team. You guys need to keep talking because I signed <laughs> into Chris Schubert's Twitter. <laughs> Ooh, it's not, it's not happening. It's not working. We're not getting oh, bells. Chris Schubert's, yeah, keep Chris waiting Schubert's for bells. Twitter. I, okay. You, uh, seriously? All right. Chris, so some, Chris, I, that, that who, who's the best center in the league wow. that has no wings? Because that's what I feel oh, I'm like. I'm sorry. Right that now. gesture was unnecessary, Chris. I, I didn't see I it. I don't think Luke deserved that. It was necessary. Okay. It was directed at you guys. I uh, can't pull it up. Okay, here we go. How far will the Vegas Golden Knights go in their inaugural season? Oh, that's season? right. That's right. But I can't. Well, vote. Just assume. But this is Chris's Twitter account. Just vote for Chris. Chris, where do you want me to vote? Miss the playoffs, first round, second round, third round. Or above. Oh, okay. So Chris thinks they will make the playoffs and win a playoff series. They'll win one round? And uh, first round and second round are okay. tied at 38%. So nice. That's about right. Nice. That sounds okay. about right. I'm going to close this out after I send some tweets from Chris's account. Uh, Zach Ronaldo. Yeah, let's talk about that one. Okay, I'll in the room. That ruling is coming soon as we record here mm-hmm. on a, a Wednesday. Can yeah. we say that? Yeah. I guess we have. I mean, we're going to edit most secret. of this show out, hopefully. He's meeting with the, well, he's having a phone interview, actually, as as, as uh, one of our colleagues said. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, I'm good with not coming back east again. I'm a coyote, so <laughs> I'll just do it by phone. <laughs> yeah, Coyotes have already made 73 trips out east yeah. this year. But the, it's also like 12 degrees. The, 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 funny the fact that they offered him an in-person hearing means we're, we're looking at a lengthy suspension, as we know by, by history with the league. Uh, Zach Ronaldo not considered technically a repeat offender anymore, but he's got a rap sheet. He's got quite a rap sheet. In yeah. fact, he had to serve a five-game suspension to start this season that he hadn't served because he hadn't played in the NHL in a year. And he had a, an AHL suspension going at the same time, which is impressive. I, I, I don't know what the record book says on that. I doubt anyone keeps records but he's, on that. He's, but. Luckily, he's so dynamic offensively that you just can't keep him off your roster. What, uh, first of all, I love how it's, he was offered an in-person hearing. Right. Like, you know what? We just want to honor you with this gift package. Yes. And he politely declined. Oh, okay. Everybody's so polite in this scenario. What, uh, what do you think he gets? Let's just speculate mindlessly, even though the ruling will come out before we post this podcast. Six plus? 
What's I'm gonna say? I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say five. You have to refresh my memory. It's it, if you if you're offered an in-person hearing, that's a minimum of three. Well, I don't I know if there's a four. minimum. I think it's just that you. They can give you more than five. Yeah. Okay. They can't give you more than five for a phone hearing if they initially just give you a phone hearing. It'd be brilliant if if that last sentence wasn't part of it, and they're like, "We're going to offer you an in-person hearing." You're like, yeah, I'll just take it over the phone, and they're like, "Well, we can't, can't suspend him for more than five games now because so, he knows." I mean, they, darn it! I mean, they technically could suspend him. I mean, they don't have. They're going to, but they technically don't have to. Don't have to suspend them. No. But if you offer an in-person hearing, yes, you're it, al- it allows them to suspend them for pretty. I guess. In- Infinity? Okay. Yeah. Not like a Rafi Torres suspension. No, I, I don't know. The NHL that. doesn't take kindly to sucker punches, and I, I know a lot of the Coyotes fan base has a strong opinion on, on what went down in that game, but, yeah, I was at that game, too. I saw what happened. Uh, I don't know what your opinion is of this, but when Gerard approached him after what was a, a clean and terrific open ice hit, by the way. I do think that Nathan point McKinnon. needs to be made. That, that was, that's textbook. That's how you hit somebody. Yes. That was... If it had all ended right there, and of course it's never going to end there when your star player gets hit. Well, yeah, no, you, you can't you can't hit any good players in the NHL without starting a fight. Right. Well, it wasn't it wasn't like Gerard even came to start a fight, and yeah. I know that narrative is out there. But if you watch what he did, people are calling saying he cross checked him. He cross checked Ronaldo. Watch the video. Is that a cross check? Did you see a cross check? Well, the one thing I would say is the hit was clean, and I could understand the logic of. Like, it would, it would be helpful to know if Ronaldo knew it was McKinnon that he was hitting. I have to think he probably did. He's nothing, looking right at him. Yeah. But sometimes, I mean, the game's moving fast. You're just, that guy has the puck. I'm going to hit him. Um, I'm assuming he knew it was McKinnon. And then the second it happens and you feel somebody doing whatever on your back, you assume it's going to be a fight. I, I buy into all that. Beyond that, I mean, uh, I we mean, know I think, why he's I, getting suspended. I think that, again, it's one thing that if you're at a bar. It's another thing if you're playing professional hockey. Where these things these things happen all the time, yeah. I mean that, that's a difference. If you're in a setting like you know, if you're in a social setting or something, and something happened, and now somebody's charging at you from out of nowhere, I can understand your initial reaction at that point is, okay, this person's not charging at me because we're we're in an athletic contest right now. I have to defend myself. Mm-hmm. But then there's what that hit was or that punch was, and just again, I just. But, it, yeah, what, I don't understand. The, again, if you if you had enough time to get your gloves off and punch, so did the other guy. So you had enough time in that period to, to make a decision. I don't buy that all of a sudden that, oh, he couldn't make a decision in the heat of the moment. Well, I'm not saying he couldn't make a decision. I'm just saying it I was an emotional reaction. It I wasn't, yeah, happened. sure. You, you certainly can see how he, he reacted emotionally, but you have to fight that. You have to stop that. You can't do that, right? Or get punished for it. I mean, he got shoved, yeah, and then accept the consequences. Premeditated. I don't think he no, went against, oh, either. I'm going to sucker punch somebody today. Of course not. That's ridiculous. But just to be clear but, for people that are listening, when he gets suspended, it's going to be for the play with Gerard. It was not. For, yes. It was not for hitting Nathan McKinnon. Yes. No, of course. the 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 player uh, department of player safety has made it clear that that's exactly what it's going to okay. be. Because I think people initially were just like, "What was wrong with that hit?" There's nothing wrong with the hit. It was. It was what took no. place afterwards. And then there was just chaos. And then Colorado scored four goals. And it, it was d- for for a punch to an unsuspecting opponent. That's yes. the actual language from yeah. the department of player safety. Okay. I, I wish we can get to a point as a hockey world where we can get over people getting cleanly checked without right. starting a, a fight or a, or a skirmish or anything, whatever you want to call that. It would be really nice, but whenever you check anybody hard anymore, yeah, whether it's a star player or not. I mean, star player, obviously, it draws the most attention, but mm-hmm. we see guys get hit into the boards hard on clean checks, and all of a sudden, it's, it's a brouhaha. I don't know if the... Is brouhaha on the bingo card? Donnybrook? It should be. Um, no, not, nothing. 
it's not the same reaction from Colorado if Zach Ronaldo hits Nikita Zadorov, although Zadorov's also like 18 feet tall, so maybe it's not the reaction from anybody on the ice if, if that's who he hits, but that's just the way it is. I mean, Nathan McKinnon is clearly Colorado's best player. Uh, if you thought he went on hiatus for a couple of years after winning Rookie of the Year, he did, but the real Nathan McKinnon is back this year, and you know, Colorado's not nearly as terrible as they were last year. And oh, by the way, these two teams play again tonight. So I guess go. my I guess my ultimate reaction to this is, you know, and I obviously interact with a lot of Coyotes fans. I, I guess the my my overall reaction to this is, why are you so angry about this? So that the fact that he's going to get suspended for this, why does that surprise you in any way, based on the history of the league, the history of the player, and and the circumstances of this play? It's a pretty easy read. It's a pretty easy analysis when you watch what went down. Yes, it was an emotional reaction. Yes, you can understand it. I know, you know, like Tyson Nash, the Coyotes color man was explaining it just like that. Paul Bissonette as well on the radio. You do have emotional reactions, but there are consequences for your reaction. Yes. And in in this instance, it's pretty clear cut that this is what's coming down when you sucker punch a guy in the face. I think Coyotes fans probably, and there might even be some truth to this, in the past have felt like maybe they, they get, if, if there's anything open to debate, they sort of get the uh, the short straw. Like basically. every other fan base? Yeah. yeah that, no, I, every I understand. fan base has that. I understand every, every fan base has that, but I mean, you can look at the schedule this year, but, and all but, of a sudden the Coyotes are playing this just ridiculous but, travel schedule but, but that nobody's the, ever played. But that's but the, something you can tangibly put on lack of ownership. Amen. For that's exactly I mean, what you, it is. You, you need can, an advocate to say, wait, you can't do this. You need ownership to step in and say, we need some modification because this is crazy. By the way, do you know that we're setting a record here? Yeah. I mean, th- th- that's a little bit different than saying, wow, they, I can't believe they're going to suspend him for a hit. That, or not even a hit. It's, a, it's not even a hockey play. No, I just I think that there. you can even go back to the Rafi Torres hit. There's there's fans that were surprised that he was suspended for the entire playoffs the Rafi for that Tor- hit. The Rafi Torres hit, again, when things happen – in the playoffs or in prime time, and everybody sees it, and it involves a high, a, a big market team, and it's going to draw that reaction. I mean, it happens all the time. How happens yeah, in the checked NFL? all the boxes. It happens. Agreed. The, if that Rob Gronkowski thing on, on Trey White, if that elbow drop that he pulled on him, Dusty Road style, if that happened on Monday Night Football, he wouldn't have gotten one game. He would have gotten two or three. Well, okay, but people but didn't see it. This goes back. I mean, when, when I say the Coyotes fans probably feel like they've gotten the short straw quite a few times, and you say, well, every fan base feels that way. Well, I think if the exact same play happened for pick a team, pick San Jose, I think they would be just as up in arms. I, I mean, I think that's just a matter of you see a player on the team that you root for, and you figure he's getting suspended, you're going to be upset about it. So sure, I that, think that's that part of the fan is. reaction is fine. Yeah, and, and again, it's but, fine to be upset about it, but but to, to, to act like that's a normal hockey play that, that deserves no further discipline is right. is on the other side of ridiculous. That's where the problem comes in is when when the analysis fails. Well, that's now, those, those come, people always seem to tweet Craig and not me. And now <laughs> if they come back and suspend that way, please Ronaldo for 15 games, then we go okay, wait a minute here. That's does that seem does that punishment fit the crime? Yeah, now you're you're going that's way overboard. Thing. But if he gets five, six, seven games, mm-hmm. I mean that's right in line. And by the way. Well, it's not going to hurt the Coyotes at all. Oh, no, they don't have Zach Ronaldo for five games. Maybe they won't make the playoffs now. Wow. This is, is Jamie's just unnecessary attitude. Is that on the uh, bingo card, or is that just implied with every box on the bingo card? Uh, the Western Conference is insanity now with Edmonton climbing back into it. Everybody, yeah, uh, yeah Colorado's still in it. And so really everybody is in it except probably Vancouver and Arizona. 
Yeah, I don't think Vancouver. Vancouver is obviously going the other way right yeah. now. They're they're starting to they're starting to end up where we, we expected them at the start of the season. Yeah. They've, they've lost Four eight of their last ten. Yep. Yep. And Edmonton is is only one point ahead of Vancouver, but they've played one less game, and as we mentioned, they're trending in the right direction. Yeah, and they have Connor one. McDavid. Yeah. It's as I said at the top of the show. This this is setting up perfectly where Chicago, Pittsburgh, and Edmonton all miss the playoffs and jump the Coyotes in the NHL draft lottery. So the Coyotes will pick fourth. Resident pessimist. Actually, <laughs> never mind. Jamie's the pessimist here. Resident, resident pessimist Jamie Eisner is proud of your previous comment. How's that? So I know we talked about this previously, but in the Western Conference, who's in? What are your eight teams? You want all eight? I well, want all I, I, eight, I, I, Luke. I think the top three in the Central right now I'm confident in. Yeah, St. Louis, Nashville, Winnipeg. I'm still, I'm still going to beat the Winnipeg drum as much as I can. Not, yeah, only, I not only because I would like the money from this, Vegas, yeah. but because I actually think it's true. They're scuffling a little bit, but they're, yeah, they're still in solid playoff And they're position. not playing well on the road. I mean, that would be my concern is they're 8-8-5 eight, eight, and five on the road, and everybody else in kind of in that picture aside from, from really Vegas is a, a strong road team. But Winnipeg's finally getting the goaltending that they've needed. We've said it. We've said it how many years in a row? They, 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 thank oh, you. Oh, Winnipeg goaltending. We've said it how many years in a row now that they had all the other pieces Still no ready. bingo, huh? We're oh, going for the black darn. this time. We're, we're going we, for all 25 squares. It must be just a surrounding. It's amazing I how know. many squares we have filled and we don't have bingo. It's, that's amazing. I, what's really amazing is if you look at all the squares we have filled, it makes the Red Wings logo somehow. Just for Jamie. It's just for me. Yeah. Or the Bruins. Or the, Did you see my my Christmas tweet? It's just Peter Chiarelli's I, face. I wish everybody a Merry Christmas, even you, Peter Chiarelli. Oh well, wow. that's. I thought that was a stepping stone for me. I'm growing as a person. It's progress. Not yeah. much, but I'm growing. Wait, hold on. Do you guys have any New Year's resolutions? We should have done resolutions uh, for each hockey team. That's what we should have done. Sounds like a story idea. You should pitch. Oh, maybe I'll pitch that. You're supposed to pitch it to me by 23 minutes from now. <laughs> well, I'm busy. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, as soon as you finish, you can pitch it, yeah, and he'll we, reject it. We need to wrap up in 22 I'm minutes. I'm sorry, that's already been claimed. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody named Jamie Eisner is writing it. Uh, I'll check a quick Craig and see if that's a Craigslist item. Yeah, maybe. It, it probably is now. If not, it'll be a Lipinski list item. Hey, the Lipinski, Lipinski list, list is pretty see? fantastic. Yeah, that's a good idea. Is that on there? What a fantastic idea oh, that oh, is for a column. On Luke Nakanaki. A not, weekly column called the Lipinski list. Imagine Or that. just a weekly show concept. Hmm. Well, that's never yeah. going to happen. By the way, we started that idea at a Chinese restaurant in Chandler. Two years ago. Yes. And it's and it's never happened. That was what? Ba- creepy songs, right? That was creepy songs. Uh, yeah, creepy. we did that one, actually. Yeah. Stalker songs, right? Stalker like, songs. It went all yeah. downhill from there. But it was all just a list of, like, Craig had a bunch of songs, and then Jamie and I both said, like, Sting, because he has that one song that's really <laughs> Every creepy. Breath yeah, Every Breath You Take. Every Breath You Take, It's yeah. a really creepy song. That's definitely a stalker song. How about Vegas? Um, Speaking of, right, uh, I didn't have a good transition there. I'll let you go. No, give me another clunky no. transition, Jamie. Fifteen, two, and one at home. You didn't answer my question, by the way. What was your question? You're avoiding my question. I don't which eight teams are in the Western Conference right. playoffs? Yeah, okay. St. Louis, Nashville, Winnipeg, Vegas, L.A., Anaheim. I, I don't disagree with any Dallas. Ooh, and. Edmonton. <clears throat> Edmonton. You don't have Chicago in the playoffs. You guys are insane. Luke? But I don't know Corey who Crawford's their best player. He's out again. On injured reserve. I'll go St. Louis, Nashville, Winnipeg. I don't feel great about the Dallas one either, to be honest with you. But Yeah, I just... Anaheim's surviving right now. I'm not worried about them. San Jose, I'm just unenthused by. Vegas really throws everything off because they're going to make it. And that's a spot where if Vegas wasn't going to make it, I would just say L.A., Anaheim, Edmonton make it from the Pacific. 
and then I would say St. Louis, Nashville, Winnipeg, Dallas, Chicago. So one of those teams has to not make it because of Vegas, and I, I guess that team is Dallas. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm right on the line with Dallas and Chicago, like on that last spot. Uh, you know what? I'll throw out Edmonton instead, even though I said earlier in the show they'll make it. Because um, there's seven points behind Dallas, and, I mean, there's, there's no guarantee. Like, what if, what if McDavid or Dreisaitl has to miss a week? That's just three losses right there automatically. Devastating. And, uh, Craig, how about your eight teams? Well, I also have the top three teams in the Central making it St. Louis, Nashville, Winnipeg. I got Vegas and L.A. And I have Anaheim and San Jose in the playoffs. And I have Dallas. And we all skipped over San Jose. Let's so, have Edmonton current order. So, no, nobody sneaks in? You, that's, you have the exact? Well, I don't know if he said the exact order, but he had the, the exact amount of teams. Oh. So, nobody snuck in. Craig Lee. Craig, I, I think, yeah. Craig went out the door. Yeah. Now he's hitting things. Um, we, we don't have a cough button on these mics, so Craig just got up and left the room. Okay. That makes more sense. I thought he made Because he, ca- he cares about the out. listeners. He could have just coughed into the mic. That's what Luke would do. I think I just broke whatever this table is behind me. That's all right. It's, it's broken. Uh, yeah, it's no. already kind of broken. Yeah, no, it's been destroyed. Uh, are we doing this for the East, too? Oh, boy. That's a challenge. I don't think, I mean, the Eastern Conference, the Atlantic is getting three teams. It'll be Tampa, Toronto, and Boston. That's I think Boston's pretty sad. Yeah, yeah. I think well, so Boston's too. a good team. The question for me is whether I put Pittsburgh in over one of the New York teams. That's really the only question at this point. Yeah, the Metro's tougher. I mean, we, I guess we already touched on that part earlier, but pretty clearly the Metro's getting five. Yeah. Who, if I told you a fourth team rose up in the Atlantic, who would it even be? Um, Northly idea. I'd tell you you were crazy. That would be my response. That. Realignment. We're pretty well locked into three teams from the Atlantic, and we know who the three are. Yeah, and I I do think one of the New York teams misses. We can basically say Boston and Toronto are playing in the first round of the playoffs, right? I I feel pretty confident in that. We have a playoff matchup set, and it's not even January yet. So now they just play out the next three and a half months knowing they're going to face each other in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, you make trades with that in mind. Yeah, because Boston, how do we get by them in the first round? How do we get by Boston or Toronto and then Tampa Bay? Good luck. What do we think of Boston? I heard driving in here somebody make the claim that Boston's top line is the best in hockey, which is obviously certifiably insane, but still, yes. it's it is a good line. Well, let's move past that that's, insanity and talk about the rookies. Okay, like the contribution. We I think yeah. we talked about this last week, didn't we? They're getting the most points. Yeah, most points in the league by by rookies, which is really impressive. And and I don't think anyone would have expected that. Again, New Jersey drew all the the attention for their rookie class early on. Because they got off to such a great start. Boston is getting some great contributions from young players, and, and they desperately needed it, too. That team needed an infusion of youth. Absolutely. Charlie McAvoy, uh, another terrific rookie, has a chance to make the all-rookie team this season. And we talked about DeBrusque as well. Jake DeBrusque. DeBrusque is Dan Heinen leads yep. them 22 points. So, or Heinen, Heinen, Heinen? How did they get all of these guys? Like some of, I, I know the one year they had like nine draft picks right and in a row in the and first three in round. Three in a row, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Boston's a legit team. And I feel like that was a team Jamie was down on. And typically when Jamie's down on a team, I, it pains me to say this, he's typically right. So were you down on Boston? I probably was. Okay. I, I, I didn't expect this. I, I expected McAvoy to, to be, be an impact player. But I didn't expect the other rookies to be this good this, this quickly. I don't think anybody could have. I mean, that's, that's a lot of not, not no-name prospects, but they weren't on your top prospects. So list. just on the top guys, like McAvoy was a first-round pick, DeBrusque was a first-round pick, Carlo was a first-round pick. I'm trying to see where... Carlo was... Heinen was a fourth-round pick in 2014. 
wasn't Carlo the guy that they refused to trade in a, in a Matthew Shane deal last year? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. they've been high on Carlo for a little while now. Uh, that 2015 draft, getting DeBrus, Carlo, and Forbeck uh, Carlson, that's not a bad draft. Was that, those were the three picks right in a row? No, they had uh, Zachary, no, no, the three picks in a row were, I believe, 2016? Twi- that was 2015. 2015. No, oh, it was, 13, yeah, so they had Zaborl, DeBrusque, and Zachary Zenshin. Okay. So, yeah. We're still waiting <laughs> on that one to, to come home. So Zaborl, DeBrusque, Carlo, Forbeck Carlson, that's not a bad not a bad little draft there in 2015. For as much fun as everybody made of them, yeah. For not taking, but who who was the who was the defensive guy that they didn't take? Well, they traded away Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, well, they traded away Dougie Hamilton, but there was like two. I've got. I have to go look it up now in the draft. But there was a defenseman everybody that fell deep in that draft. That everybody thought they should take the the 2015 version yeah. of Timothy Lilligren. Is that what you're trying to say over yeah, there? Yeah, I'm gonna find his name. Some some in the room are fans. We're getting. We're definitely getting Chris a Lilligren jersey. That's, that's going to get to him a mic. I feel like he at least deserves yeah, the chance to respond. He needs a mic that we control, because if it was on the whole so you time, just mute it like a cough button. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Just send him outside. Um, By the way, the the three player, two players drafted right after those guys for Boston were Matthew Barzal and Kyle Connor. Well, They're yeah. doing okay too. Yeah, maybe they should have taken oh, one right. of those two. It's a, it's a familiar draft for me for some reason. I, I'm mm-hmm. trying to remember why. Who went much yeah, higher? Went in three. That draft. Oh yeah, that's what it was. You guys are just relentless. Well, who was the only thing? The entire draft now is panning out. The entire first round of that draft is panning out. Oh. Except for one player. Kylington. When the Calgary take that when at the end of the second round. Got oh, it. the Swedish yeah, defense. Oliver Kylington, yeah. Uh, now that Jamie has sufficiently ripped NHL.com on multiple occasions throughout the show, do you want me to read you the ten things to watch before the All-Star break? No, oh. but you're going to anyway. All right, so then what do you want to talk about, Jamie? The no. Yankees? Sure. My Stanton jersey is going to be here on Friday. Everybody here is going to be wearing jerseys. Uh, you're getting the 10 things to Go watch. Go ahead. We'll comment right. or yeah. criticize. Yeah, this is, I wonder which it'll be. Just to be clear, this is not my list. Do you want me to count oh, no. up from 10 to 1? I don't care. Who wrote this list? Are you sure it's in order? Is it just NHL.com staff? Is it somebody or is there a like? It says Craig Morgan. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't? Okay, hold on. <laughs> yeah. I need to scroll back it, Because up if it's there. somebody we like, I'll, I'll try not to be mean. Oh. Do you like anybody? Uh, a couple people. Uh, this it was written by Dan Rosen. No, I like Dan we, Rosen. We like Dan Rosen. This actually might be good, though. Yeah, now... now Dan Rosen. Yeah, Dan Rosen. going to be fun at all. Isn't Dan Rosen a University of Arizona product, by the way? He is, he is. But, yeah. you know, we can't all be perfect. No. Everybody has one flaw. Uh, number 10, the Edmonton Oilers on the rise. Well, we talked about that earlier in the show. That Are, are they... Check. Uh, yeah, check. Wow, this is going to be riveting. Uh, number 9, <laughs> the surging Boston Bruins. Check. Well, we've hit a couple of these, actually. I did not look at this list. It's the first time I'm reading it. Maybe we're good at our jobs. Yeah, well, I, let's Maybe. not get crazy here. Number eight, Anaheim Ducks getting healthy. Check. We wow. didn't talk about that. I, I talked about that. Did. I talked about that twice. kind of scary. But we didn't, collectively. Yeah, well, maybe I'm good at what, what, what more is there to say? I think uh, we we just put them in the playoffs too. Yeah. Jamie and I did. They said they're they're hanging on until they get healthy. You know they have Andre Kasha on their top line right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and they're in a playoff Oop. spot. That's right. Yarmer Yager aiming for another milestone. That that's pretty much. I'll every defer game, to his right? Colombian friend. Yes, Craig Morgan, <sighs> Colombian friend of Yarmer Yager. Oh, I can't believe that's not on the bingo card. We're on the outs. I right cannot now. believe. Yager's Colombian friend did not make the bingo That's card. true. We should point out, too, it was, it's Greg Meal that sent this uh, bingo card in. We haven't pointed yes, that, that out yeah, in a couple yes, episodes. Yes, thank you for that. Um, and he's done a fantastic job, except Craig Morgan being Yarmer Yager's Colombian friend probably should be on there. That's that's the one that we've said so far that uh, I'm a little surprised. But Yager is going for third on the NHL's all-time games playlist. 
or he's going for second. He's going to tie Marc Messier in 25 games. That's what happens when you're 50 years old. But the bigger one is uh, he's within 36 of Gordy Howe for the most points. No games, games? played. No. Can you imagine if Yager hadn't uh, hadn't taken this those years. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we talked about this. But he talked about this. It might have refueled him. Yeah, Possibly. you wrote an article about that. For I did, in fact. for actually probably for today's slap shot. A lengthy back in the yes, day. Back in the day, lengthy one on one. It was like a year ago. One on one interview it's, while walking. It's a long year. Isn't that when he called you? Uh, it, that's it that's, that's the origin story. Okay, that is uh, all star debate. Oh, I know you guys love debating. Oh, all-stars. I don't care. Could not possibly care less. Um, the return of John Scott. Oh no, I, oh, I put God. that in there. Sorry. God, Speaking no, of please. things I could possibly not care less about. No, that wasn't actually. No, no, the next one that you're gonna read. I can see your screen. When does that John Scott There's movie no come out? In the Did it already come out? What? The John Scott movie. Uh, who was playing John Scott in that movie? I don't know. I don't care. We should have cast that Somebody movie. Somebody with as much hockey talent. Why haven't we cast that movie on this show? I think we tried to back in the old studio. That was The, the John Scott topic was, was a hot topic on the show for well, a long time. It was, time. and also not on the bingo card for some reason. Hold on. We're, we're, we're taking a break from anything. this list. Very forgettable. Okay. So My joke doesn't yeah. work as well if you cut me off before the... You talk about the Winter Classic. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Winter Classic, don't care. Yeah, number five is the Winter Classic. Jamie doesn't care. Don't it's care. in New York. That's that's nice. Outdoor uh, games have jumped the shark already. You can wear uh, your... Uh, I don't care. I, still, I want one a year. Yeah, I, want, I, still I want to find back to one, one a year. year. I'm fine with one a year. Then it's still cool to watch, but yeah. The, the first one was One year Blackhawks Winter Classic. Yeah. Maybe that's why, because they only show three teams. Which Blackhawk Winter Classic? They're in it every year. They'll be in it next year. That's sort of In Notre Dame, which is cool. I'm going, by the way. Are you? Yeah. So figure out how you're funding that. I've never been to Notre Dame before. You're, you're going to go, fund, go fund, fund me. Send, send yeah. Craig the, 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 the natty hat. Whatever it takes. Me. Send Craig to the Winter Classic. Just take the money you make from covering the Cactus Bowl next year and then use it to go to the uh, the Blackhawks mm. outdoor game. Hey, at least you get free Colts, though. I was at the Cactus Bowl for at least a quarter and a half. <laughs> hey, you, you were at the Cactus Bowl last year or two years? No, two years ago. For like eight hours. Yeah. I was there until three. I was in the press box till three a.m. That was the ASU game where I, they went I was randomly overtimes. on the treadmill at midnight in my apartment complex, and Craig is texting me about how much he hates being at the Cactus Bowl. Do you remember it was delayed? Yes, oh, the yeah. start of and the game they was delayed. A hundred points. Yes, literally. I think it was like fifty-four to forty-five it was or something. Horrible. It was horrible. If you were making the John Scott movie, which characters would you need to fill roles for? Like which real life characters? You've got John Scott. We don't even have to cast it. I just want to know which characters you'd have to fill in. Like, I guess you'd have to have Batman. Don Maloney. You'd have to have Don Maloney. <laughs> yes, you'd have to have Don Maloney. Uh, Don Maloney can do some Owen acting. Owen Wilson though, so. can be Don Maloney. <laughs> Done. Okay. <laughs> Done. <laughs> All I can think of is his expressions in Zoolander, so that's really troublesome right now. <laughs> At the very end of the credits, it would just say, hey, introducing maybe, Owen Wilson as Don Maloney. Maybe Ben Stiller could be John Scott. We, they, they have chemistry. Yeah, but Ben Stiller's four feet shorter than John yeah, Scott. No, I guess a mountain, yeah, mountain guy. And Ben Stiller on stilts. We could change that with Scott. camera angles. That's true. People think Tom Cruise is like 6'5". Right, exactly. Uh, anybody else that would need to be? We really should cast this. We should have cast it two years ago. I think we can think. When, when does the movie come out? Does anyone know? Okay. Yeah. Somebody on the internet. Okay. Some yeah. Somebody tell us because we don't want to research it because that's too much work. Jamie has gone into I don't care millennial mode on us, so I'm going to keep reading the list. Alex Ovechkin is closing in on 600 goals. How do you I didn't feel about, about that? I, I, really about that. I like that a lot. That's cool. Okay. Right. Well, That's a good number. That's actually meaningful. Uh, Penguins and Blackhawks under pressure. We talked about Check. that. Trade wins. Ooh, trades. It's too, too soon for that. Evander Kane's been on the trading block for what feels like five years in a row. Too soon. Although Chris Letang will be traded tomorrow, so. Uh, no. 
Stop saying that. Okay, sorry. To, to the Blackhawks for Brent Seabrook, mm, is that yeah. where you're going with this? Yeah. Oh, that would work. No, it wouldn't work for I'd anybody. I'd take that. So, it would work for the Blackhawks. If the Blackhawks were able to add a defenseman, this is why I don't understand why you don't think they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to add whatever they need at the, at the trade deadline. Well, it's not like they have a ton of money. They have two-point whatever from the Mariposa yeah. exception, and I think it later in the season you can take on even more. But I, I, I don't know if they're going to go the—I don't think they'll go the rental route here. I hope they don't go the rental route. And there's some talk that they're going to add a third-line center instead. Well, Which, that to me, weird. is crazy. I, I know there are a lot of people that yeah. think that they need that just as much, but, yeah, look at that blue line. Uh, Rosen points out Evander Kane and Mike Green as the main mm-hmm. trade targets. Yeah, that makes Those sense. guys are both definitely gone, correct? Those would be two. With James I, Neal, I, I'm maybe I'm surprised not Evander traded. Kane's not gone already, but... I guess James Neal isn't going to get traded. No, I, I not when you're thinking... I, I never thought I would see a scenario <laughs> in which I'd be like, no, it's, it's smart to keep James Neal. But well, yeah, when you're competing well, yeah, for a cup. Here we are. I mean, it could be conceivable. I've said this on the last show, too. They could be in the Western Conference Final, and it would not surprise me at all at this point. It would Coming out of the Pacific, me. it would? Yeah. It would surprise you if Vegas beat, say, San Jose in the first round and then L.A. in the second round? Yeah. Okay. Would. Well, that path you're painting is, is easier than... What if they won the division? Like, what if they're... Okay, if you win the division... they never lose at home. But if you win the division, you're playing somebody from the Central almost certainly in the first round, and I think those teams are better. Like, if you're playing Chicago or St. Louis, maybe drops or something. no faith that the Blackhawks would beat Vegas. I have no faith. I've seen those games. You're telling me, honestly, in a best-of-seven playoff series, you're taking Vegas over Chicago, knowing that it's the playoffs, the Blackhawks are in playoff Blackhawk mode, they've somehow traded for... Dougie Hamilton at the trade deadline. Are Connor Murphy and Brent Seabrook still in my top four? Uh, Seabrook is. Okay. <laughs> okay, but Vegas on paper should not be this good. They are. They've established it. They've reached the midpoint of the season. They're still this good. They're not going away. They may go away next season. It may be a one-season thing where they fall off big time next year, like the Ottawa Senators, but it's not happening this There's, year. Is there a team like this every year? I don't know. We have to go back. That's a good story idea. We come up with you know a bunch what? of ideas. We'll make a good Lipinski list. Well, you gotta think what three year, three four years ago was Minnesota, then it was Florida. Yeah, Ottawa last year for sure. Calgary. Calgary's Calgary ahead of the. If, for, we think Colorado. We think Colorado. Colorado see, we've yeah. done this. We, we think we'll they're gonna go. bounce back, but Edmonton could be this year's team if they don't. I, th- uh, I, I, mean, I still think, think Ottawa would be. This I'm still not sure Edmonton's bouncing back. If you are Buffalo, wouldn't you want to trade Evander Kane? Very soon, because, I mean, he's at 33 points. 15 goals, 33 points. He's off to a tremendous start. He's slowed down a little bit, but he hasn't been bad lately. He had three assists the other night. Do you think his his trade value is going to change in the next two months? It might go down a little bit if he slows down. I don't know. I don't know. Boy, what team could use him? There's a few. Where do you think he ends up? And I need you to be 100% right with your answer. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Resident, I don't know, man. Greg Morgan. <laughs> Sorry. Not sexy analysis. It's not even analysis. Well, it's the truth, though. Yeah, I did. Nobody it. knows. I did. I, yeah, I no, you have no idea. Vancouver, for some reason. <laughs> God. Going Louis Erickson. Uh, if you're Vegas, are you making? Are we at the point now where you're we making trades for this year? Yeah. To add that. That would be something to see, wouldn't it? I mean, if Vegas starts adding for the playoffs, you have a gazillion mid-round picks for the next three years. If that's all you're giving up, are thirds and fourths. I'm fine with that. If you're giving up first-round picks, you're you're insane. But second-round picks are the sexy thing at the trade deadline now. So, are you giving up second-round picks? I'd be really careful with that. You still have to look long-term here. All right, let's take it one step further. 
let's say the edict comes down from Bill Foley that you're trading, you have to get somebody at the trade deadline and go ahead and give up a second round pick to get them. What are you looking to add if you're Vegas? A seventh goalie? And keep in mind, they have seven second round picks in the next three years, does Vegas. But that, I mean, that was by design. You can give it up. You can definitely make a trade. Yeah, especially if they don't give up next year's because then they'll be a little bit low on picks. But they have three second round picks in 2019 and 2020. Three each? Yes. Yeah, okay. Three each. So you could give up. Six total in those two. If you gave up a second round pick in 2020, though, is the team going to make a trade with you for a pick that far away? I mean, I doubt it, but you never know. So, okay, so I mean, uh, would you rather take a, a fourth round pick this year or a third round pick this year? Maybe, maybe, maybe one a round. third. Okay, so let's say a second round pick in 2019. So that's not this upcoming draft because they don't have a ton of picks. But the following year, what, what could you get, and what would you go after if you were Vegas? It's a good question. I, I haven't done this analysis. I never dreamed I'd be doing this analysis. <laughs> we'll just say I don't know that. <laughs> but they've they've scored 119 goals. That's I know. the thing. They're fifth in the NHL in goals. It's not like they're struggling to put the puck in the net, which is what I thought they'd struggle yeah. to do this year. They've had some incredible performances from guys who've taken a major step, guys like William Carlson, who've taken a huge step up this year. So I, I, you're probably looking at defending better, aren't you? I think that's where you'd have to go. <laughs> what? So at the start of the year, when Vegas had 17 defensemen on their roster, right? Yes. Did anybody think we would have the conversation? The, of, this whole conversation is insane. But did you look at that blue line, those those players that they acquired, and, and think, oh my gosh, what a blue line they have? No, but it's just the craziness of okay, here we are at the trade deadline. We're Vegas. We're not trading James Neal. We're looking to add pieces. Right. Let's start on the blue line. It it is insane. More so, maybe even than their record. The fact that they've scored as much as they have. Yeah. Because realistically, coming into the season. We knew James Neal was a goal scorer. He's had a 40-goal season before, and he's routinely 25, 26, 27, somewhere in that range. Uh, Jonathan Marchessault is coming off a 30-goal year. It was ridiculous that Florida let him go. Yes. We knew that at the time. Yes. So there's, there's two guys. William Carlson had good upside. That was probably their best upside pick. You didn't expect him to be scoring a goal every other game. He's mm-hmm. basically on a 40-goal pace. Yeah. But if you look up the rest of this roster, there's not really anybody else individually scoring a lot. Eric Halla has 13. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is single digits and goals, and yet as a team... Yeah, look at the balance, though. And this, that, is what you, this is what you love in the playoffs, too. Balance scoring. All of your lines can score. And that's what most of the teams don't have. But I, I, I don't... Vegas has forward depth. I, I can't... I, I know. They have secondary scoring. <laughs> it's insanity. What happens? I, I, don't, I don't... But who do they go after? I mean, aside from Mike Green... And of, the, of all the pending UFAs on non-playoff teams, there's really it's him, Josh Georges. I'm not sure I'd make that move, man. Uh, I mean, for uh, Mike Green, yeah, I yeah. Mean, I I do think though, if, if if everything just plays out the way it's been playing, and you're leading the Pacific Division at the trade deadline, <laughs> you probably go out and you maybe don't give up a second round pick. But you do add some depth on defense, right? Well, or yeah, or maybe you fill sort of more of a, a, a niche need, right? Yeah, like just a, a, a you know bottom pairing defenseman, or probably somebody on your second pairing if you can, and pushes one of your second pairing guys down to your third. Yeah, you can get Derek England off of the second pairing. Yeah, I don't think anybody will lose any sleep over that. Derek England might. Well, yeah, he might. Okay, but he's a, a know, fan favorite there too, right? Uh, yeah, I didn't say take him out of the lineup, but you know he can. Maybe I mean maybe you look, maybe you look to improve your special teams. Their their power play is decent. Their PK is not so decent. So maybe you're looking to add a player along those lines that can help you more in those areas. This is crazy. The more I look it's, at it, I just think this is their team. Hey, yeah, that's right. 
Yes. So basically what we're saying here is Vegas really doesn't need to make any major changes to its roster to make a deep playoff run. They're not going to... Just minor tweaks. They're not going to add players at the trade deadline, but it's not because they don't want to give up the picks. They just don't need it. They don't need them. I'm trying to see, like, who else would even be available to to help them that's pending free agent. I guess, I mean, they don't have to go after a pending free agent, but... Uh, I wrote, well, yeah, I guess that's true, but you're giving up more if you're not yeah. going after a rental like that. Watch him trade for Rick Nash. I wrote this story a couple weeks ago, and I don't remember any of the players that were on the list, other than Mike Green and uh, quite a few players on Vegas, actually, and Evander mm-hmm. Kane. I think Thomas Vanek is out there, but that's not going to help Vegas. Although, if he played for Vegas, he would put up 32 goals this year. Mm-hmm. So. I wonder what the Coyotes might do, too. We'll see, especially with Rick Tockett talking about weeding some players out. Yeah, that was a pretty aggressive uh, choice of words there. Mm-hmm. I like Rick Tockett because he doesn't he doesn't filter what he says. He just says it. He's been pretty careful this season, but yeah, you, you get you get some you get some good stuff. Or maybe the maybe the better way to put it is it, maybe he has a filter, but it's not nearly as restrictive as most NHL coaches are. He will generally tell you what's on his mind. Maybe he he uh, he takes a little bit of the sting off of it. Although there's pretty good sting when after a game he says we're going to weed some players out. Yeah. All right, you guys got anything else? We wrap it up. What about here? some of those players in Buffalo? All right, those keep going. No, for Vegas. Kane, Pominville. Yeah. Is that the team? I mean, I mean, those are the teams you always look at. Are the teams that are Pominville's got another year, I believe, on his deal. Yeah. What, uh, what did Buffalo came out and said, I don't remember who it was that said it, that everybody except Eichel was available yeah. for the right price. So there you go. Because they should be. Because they're underachieving. They're absolutely underachieving. Do you think they get any takers for Ryan O'Reilly? Maybe. He's making $7.5 million a year for another Maybe five not. years after this. Yeah, it's not, that, it's that, not a cap killer, but not an easy contract to absorb. And if you're Vegas, you know, Grabowski's contract's going to come off the books for you next year. Like, that's the big one that you have. You're, just, you're absolutely not resigning at all and just goes away. Yeah. You're going to put Clark, you know, Clarkson's going to stay on a long term IR. A couple minor notes to wrap it up. Ken Hitchcock hits the 800 win mark, the third coach in NHL history to get to 800 wins behind Scotty Bowman, who has a ridiculous amount of wins. 1,244, and Joel Quenville, who could lose his job after this season with 868 wins. Lose his job. If he, if he isn't coaching in Chicago, he will coach almost yes, anywhere else he Someone wants will to. snap him up immediately. How but, many teams do you think would fire their coach if Joel Quenville was available? No. Well, I mean, no. I don't, I don't think somebody's just going to say, wait, okay, you're out of here. It's not going to be like a, uh, never mind. I'm not going to go there. No. Just, let's just keep this to hockey. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> It'd be an interesting offseason with Joe Quinville and Dave Tippett both available, presumably, at the same time. Best buds. This sounds like a, they could do like a, a reality show together for... Tippett and Q. They, yeah. Do you think they'll become... Q-Tip, com- come on. <laughs> be- it's got to happen, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, it does happen. <laughs> if they're on the same bench. <laughs> I almost feel like Joe Quinville needs to quit his job now just so he can start the Q-Tip show with uh, Dave Tippett. I'm still looking at Buffalo's lineup. There's not. I don't think they can trade any of these guys because the only guys that they have that would help anybody right now are signed forever. Sorry, Chris is yawning back there. We we did just dive back into this. Okay, I, look, I I don't want to talk about Buffalo more than anybody else does, so we okay. can uh, we can wrap this up. Wrap this up with Johnny Bauer. Yeah, why don't you uh, why don't you give us a Hall of Fame goaltender Johnny Bauer died Tuesday of pneumonia. He was 93 years old. Uh, remarkable story because he spent 13 seasons in the minor leagues before putting together a Hockey Hall of Fame career. That included helping the Maple Leafs win four Stanley Cups. Do you remember those? what those look like, Maple Leaf fans? It's been a long time. Let's antagonize Four Toronto Cups. He, but he, he, spent, he, he spent a full career in the minor leagues. He, he broke into the NHL at age 34. 
Retired at 45, won 250 games, 37 shutouts. That's pretty remarkable to put together a Hall of Fame career that starts at 34. Yes. Especially as a goalie, really. I guess it was a different era. So you probably. It was. It was, yeah, there were certainly a lot less goals scored back then, but still a remarkable career and and, uh, a big loss for the hockey community. Yeah, absolutely. 93, that's that itself is impressive. That's a good number, too. Uh, anything else? We had all these great ideas for show topics for next week. I didn't write any of them down, and we probably won't have them. So tune in next week. That's a good selling point, right? For the first Natty Hattie show of 2018. Are we going to do anything special for, for nope. New Year's? I think we should do midseason awards, okay, personally. We, oh, yeah, we can do that. Okay. Craig's going to remind us one day beforehand. Go, <laughs> Craig's oh, remind us right, that, that You can just read Craig's list. <laughs> for, the, uh, for the written version of our show, just read Craig's list each week. All right. Do we have a poll question? I'm going to put you on the spot now. Well, I don't usually announce it on the show because I haven't decided what it's going to be yet. Do you guys have any suggestions? No, I the just po- want to know. I was putting the pressure on you. How about this? If you've made it this far into the show, uh, you should probably you. follow us at the Natty Hattie on Twitter. and uh, Probably. Send in questions or thoughts. If you sent some in this week, I apologize because I can't pull them up. But next week, I'll have them all there, okay, for the show. Or okay. you can email the show at thenaturalhattrick at gmail.com. Uh, topic suggestions, questions. Fashion tips. Yeah, anything. We'll work it in. Uh, rude things about Jamie. I mean, nobody's ever going to say no to that. Not even Jamie. It's true. So, yeah, those are two ways to reach the show. Otherwise, you can go directly to Craig Morgan's front door at 1732. Is that is no. the right address? No. No. Okay. Would it, if I was right, would you even acknowledge no. it? No. Okay. No. You want to go home? I do. All right. Craig's I wanna, done. I want to go to Maple Leafs practice, actually. Oh. Are you doing that today? I am. What time does it start? Mm, wouldn't you like to know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. After that standoffish uh, conversation, for Craig Morgan and Jamie Eisner, I'm Luke Lipinski. Thanks for listening to the Natural Hattrick Podcast. And leftovers, too.